Welcome back to another episode of the Flat Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Matt Long, and with me as always is Dave. That would be Flat Earth Dave. Dave, it's been over a week now since we've done the last podcast, and there's a lot to catch up on. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've been really looking forward to it. You know, going a few days without doing a podcast makes me a little stir crazy. So we've got lots to talk about, especially since the big biblical debate. Right, yeah, I guess it... it just prior to that debate, you know, it was the last time you and I did a podcast. And so slightly before, good. yeah, just, just before the debate. Slightly, slightly before the debate. So it was good to actually, I probably hadn't seen you in person for, I don't know, three years. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been quite a while with, uh, you know, virtual Zoom and everything. You forget when the last time you saw somebody in IRL. Right, right. So I guess a big question, you know, obviously there was the debate. I just want to confirm you are still a flat earther. Is that correct? Well, after that debate, I was like, you know, I like I might have to go back to the ball. But um, yes, I'm still a level horizontal, non-rotating topographical plane earther. 
I did feel like while in the debate, like my my head and my you know, my head and my heart were saying, you know, I still believe the earth is flat, but I tell you, Greg Locke was stirring up those emotions in me, baby. And like I could feel the tingles, you know, and like I was, <laughs> I was getting ready to jump out of my chair and say, Come on. Uh, the greatest like his wife. The greatest filming opportunity of all time was missed at that debate. What we needed was a tripod three feet high directly in front of you facing you for the entire debate because <laughs> <Okay? laughs> matt you know for those who don't know matt was friends with greg Locke because they spoke at dean's um uh fire what's the, skyfall. What's the skyfall conference uh once or twice or and um they were friends and uh, uh before the debate happened uh you ran into pastor Locke and he shook your hand it was like good to see you all good and, uh, good and well and then no spoiler alert but you know at the beginning of the debate uh, Pastor Locke said, uh, you know, we're all going to have this great discussion and we're all going to leave here friends. And then Matt, I've been scrambling. I've been reaching out to everybody. Did anybody film Matt Long reaching up to have Greg shake his hand and Greg blew him off? Yeah. So I'll tell you this. Friends is probably pretty strong. I will say he and I spoke at that conference. I got to meet him. I listened to him speak on a topic that I agreed with him on. And I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was the most one of the most incredible speakers I'd ever seen speak in my life. A lot of authority and own the room, very loud, very strong. And yeah, I was just, I was excited to be a part of that. But this time I show up, I wasn't expecting him to say hi to me, shake my hand. I walked up by the stage because the music was great. And I was just kind of walking through there. He said, Hey, Matt, I shook his hand. He gave me a bro hug. And I said, Hey, you know, this is going to be fun. The atmosphere is great. And, and that was his attitude. He, he seemed laid back. He seemed excited to do it. And then, yeah, at the end, I, I, there are, there is footage of me, by the way, standing there and we should, we should, could probably make a meme out of it at this point, but Wait, holding my hand up, you standing, who's got that footage? I saw it somewhere. I could, I, I'll find I, it. I you. need to see it. I've been, I've been making some videos. <laughs> I got another one in the hopper right we now. Could, we could put some of the sad Charlie Brown music behind it, probably. <laughs> no, that's curb your enthusiasm music. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so yeah, I, I reached out to him and his his bodyguard. You know, his bodyguards like like Tim Greer said look like they're ready to go to Baghdad. You know, those guys are dressed up, and he said he puts his hand out and says uh, he said thanks. Wow. Yeah, it was rough, and you know. After listening to the things that he said again, I'm actually embarrassed that I went to try to shake his hand afterwards, honestly, because he was quite abrasive, quite insulting. And I think probably something that would have been better would be to start like a repent chant or something. <laughs> you know, when I saw you going up <laughs> to shake his hand, I'm like, really? And then I was like, you know what? Matt's the better man. Matt's a Matt's a big man. And the fact that he blew you off just cemented the feeling that, you know, I, I got that, that, that whole thing, that entire weekend shook me. I'm still shaken from it. It it was quite the weekend. It started on Friday with an incredible meetup. And by the way, the weekend would have been incredible even without the bait, even without the debate. Yeah. Because every time we have some kind of flat earth get together the most amazing people show up, the most amazing conversations happen and people form relationships that last the rest of their lives. And this weekend was no different. Yeah, for sure. Tim Greer, um, 
what, what's the name of his channel? Got him. It's uh, Bonafide Truth. Bonafide Truth. You know, he calls me up out of the blue and he goes, you know, when the debate was first scheduled, he goes, hey, Dave, you know, I'm Bonafide Truth. Um, I'm doing this meetup the night before podcasters thing. I'm going to get a room. I'm like, all right, you know, never heard of you. Um, sounds, sounds good. He's like, I'm doing the whole thing. No, no charge. I'm going to get the room. And I figured, all right, maybe you'll get 15, 20 people. There was like 150 people in that room the night yeah, before. It was, it was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. There were people that were there selling books. There were people like you selling cool little trinkets and and flatter giving out flatter flyers and things like that and then like i said lots of great relationships being forged and then everyone got to address the room which was awesome and uh then we had a great dinner and you know great fellowship after that right and it was so good you know, just that night alone you know you and i had our, our tables next to each other i was selling uh zulu ones keychains which are amazing great christmas gift on the app uh, in the shopping center, if you need a uh, $20 Christmas gift, that is super awesome. Uh, check our, sponsors, it out. our sponsors will be happy that you mentioned the app. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, that's why I was selling them just because I wanted everyone to have them. I love mine. It's great energy. And when you throw it on the counter, people are like, what's that? And you show it to them. It, uh, it, it, it's super fun. And then just meeting, re, you know, meeting new people, seeing a bunch of people from TikTok that I, that I see. You know, I'm looking at people. I'm like, I know you. He goes, no, you don't know me. I'm like, you're on TikTok. And he's like, really? You know me from TikTok? They were like so amazed. And um, it was great. And, and uh, Wendy Stedman and her son, Levi, were, were there. She's a big fan. She shows up at everything. And Levi's little kid. He's a total flat earther, smart as can be, outgoing. And it's just so good to see that energy in people rather than, you know, when Paige goes out, she just she just got home, actually. And I, and I, I when she, whenever she comes back, I look at her, I go, how was it out there? <laughs> <laughs> because that's how I feel every time I go out into the normie world. But at these events where you're surrounded by uh, awake, aware people, uh, there's nothing better. Yeah, I tell you what, like it was I was really excited to meet Trey Smith. You know, I'd watched a ton of his stuff from a long time ago before even Flat Earth. And he is just as crazy in person as he is on his videos in a good way. He, he was so much fun. He, I was, yeah, no, he sounds just like he does on his videos. You like, I'm talking yes. to him. I'm talking to him. I was live streaming with him for a little bit and uh, on the Jaren show. And he's just like, I'm listening to him. Like, I feel like I'm watching one of his videos. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's part genius. And so sometimes it's hard to follow from, from us common folk, but I was excited to finally get, get to meet Robert Agee, uh, Banners for Freedom, Remnant Revolution, uh, Robert knows every single person in every single niche of trutherism. And so it was really cool to meet him in person. I think we met back in Dallas, but we've definitely talked on the phone a ton. It was really great to meet him in person. I've, I've been wanting to do that for a while. So, but I mean, honestly, like every conversation was great and I can't wait to do it again someday. Maybe when uh, Greg Locke invites us back to Global Vision <laughs> next year. Global Delusion Bible Church was my last video. If you want to check it out, D-I-T-R-H. I tried not to be mean. You know, I actually edited it. It was a little meaner than I made it. And I kind of kept it on the funny side. But, you know, it, it's uh, it's amazing. Well, it certainly wasn't humble vision. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Global Delusion Bible Church. Come on. That's not bad. That's really good. That's Thank really you. good. Thank you.
So then, so then we wake up Saturday morning and we have our, our meetup at noon. And that was a lot of the same people, but some others that didn't make it Friday night. And that was also just as fun. That was great. We were at a um, little pub on uh, Rico's Tinfoil Sombrero, a YouTuber. Uh, he helped set that up because he's pretty local to the area. What do we have? How many people? I didn't get a head count there because we were all spread out, but there was a good number of people there also. Yeah, I think it was less than the hotel, but it yep. was definitely more than projected. For sure. <laughs> I called the restaurant up. I'm like, how much is the reservation for? And they're like, oh, 25 people. I'm like, uh, <laughs> can you hold 100? You froze, Matt. Okay. Um, I would say welcome back. But for listeners, they never left. It was only Dave that left because his power went out and we have to figure out where we are. What's happening? Dave, are you OK? Yeah, I'm OK. Every time the power goes out, you know, uh, being truthers, we're like, hmm. <laughs> 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 like, like the power blinks for like 10 seconds. I look at Paige. I'm like, it's beginning. It's here. It's happening. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yes. Yeah, very, this, very thought it was a fuse because she turned on a light, but it was the whole neighborhood and went out and it's back. Gotcha. So everything's okay. Yeah, we're all good. All right, very good. So yeah, so we had a great time at the restaurant, which was all gearing up for the big debate at 6 p.m. at Global Vision Bible Church. We arrive in a Tesla, thanks to JT and Austin Witsit, right? Yep. And... Um, yeah, we walked into, it was rainy, first yeah, of all, rainy, big, muddy, muddy parking lot, like a, like a gigantic parking lot. Yeah, it was a huge parking lot and it was a, a very large tent set up, which it was probably the most impressive tent I've ever been in. It had like structural walls and then a tent ceiling had a huge mechanical system in it. And I actually think it was very prophetic that we were in a tent because God literally talks about a tent that he created for the sun, right? In the, in the biblical cosmology. So I thought it was, I thought it was very appropriate. Yeah. Not, not for Greg, but appropriate for us, for sure. Did God yes. say anything yeah. about outhouses and no bathrooms? <laughs> I, I don't think so. You know, the, it was a situation where if you had to use the restroom, you did have to walk quite a far way to some porta potties outside. But I will rain. say, like, as a Christian, I would say I'm not super against someone being really thrifty with their dollars and, and having a spot where more people can gather for less money. So it doesn't bother me. Okay. Just asking. Just asking if it was biblical. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the debate starts. And what they do is they have a little sit down before, which, by the way, from what I've heard is Dean Odell did not know what the format of the debate was going to be un until we got there. Right. I was talking with Dean, you know, all the way up to it. And he's like, yeah, I keep emailing him and he, he's not telling us. He's not telling us the format. But uh, to, on Greg's behalf, he did say, we're going to do we're going to go. We're going to take our turns talking. We'll have somebody. I mean, he did lay it out kind of like he like he laid it out. So. It seemed great at first, the look on your face, the happiness. So like, yes, this is good. Little, little uh, silent applauses that you were making. And I'm like, yeah, Matt looks happy. I I'm happy. This is going to go great. And uh, how long did that last? 
Well, it didn't last long. You know, leading up to the debate, there was the the couple rants that Pastor Locke had made on his channel, which, in my, my opinion, were not classy. And I I was just trying to picture myself as a flat earther who attended his church, literally hearing my pastor tell me to get out if those were my beliefs. When, as you know, like we believe those things because we believe they're in the Bible. It's not like we're uh, going to like extra biblical texts and new age stuff. Like we feel that our biblical cosmology as per the name is founded in the Bible. So I couldn't imagine my pastor telling me to get out because I was taking the Bible. Literally uh, it would just be, be shocking. I can, I can, I can be okay with him disagreeing with me, but not the way, not the way pastor Locke was disagreeing. And so he brought kind of that same attitude in the debate and as it went on, you know, he and Dean got into a couple arguments because Dean was saying he was being too abrasive and too condescending, which I, I thought Dean was correct. And I thought, you know, Pastor Locke had an issue because Dean was saying he thought Pastor Locke was deceived, which was a fact. They both thought either one were deceived. It's just that Pastor Locke seemed to really attack it on a personal level, whereas I really felt like Dean had kept it more professional, less individual. Oh. Yeah. What did you say? I said biblical. He kept it. He kept it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There there was, it was very, it was a Christian event, right? You could say this was a Christian event, but it wasn't a a Christian debate. It was a debate, whether you believe in the Bible or not, it didn't matter. It was a debate about what the Bible is talking about. It's a a debate about what the Bible is talking about. And you will agree. There are some things that, that cannot be things in the Bible that you can interpret only a certain way. And then there's other things that you're like, well, you know, it could be this, it could be that, right? And you have to, you have to sort that out from your, your paradigm, your understanding of where you live. So I was a little upset that we couldn't show him the physical scientific proofs of the earth to show him, okay, if it means this or that, well, this is where we live. We prove that. So then that you can narrow down some passages in the Bible, knowing the science of the flat earth. We can see too far. Water lays flat. Oh my God. We're going to talk about that for a second. Um, and, uh, you know, that will help you determine the, you know, determine what the verse in the Bible means. What do you think? Discern. Yeah, I agree. You know, the problem was pastor Locke had, advertise this as Dean and I are going to have a debate on what the Bible says about the shape of the earth. And then he, he formatted it to where they had a little conversation at the beginning where he didn't bring up verses about the Bible. He wanted to ask Dean about over the curve missile technology and commercial airline pilots and things like that, which to me, there's there's people on both sides which can give you their angle on both of those. We obviously have explanations for how those things work on a flat earth because that's where we live. And so they have to function here properly. And and so I think it was a little bit of a strategy to kind of throw Dean off his game before Dean made his presentation. But something that that Dean did a really good job on is go ahead. No, good. Finish that point. I was just say Dean knew that there would be a lot of atheists watching. And so he really, he placed a large portion of his 
time on how flat earth has helped people come from a place of not believing in God to finding out the truth about where we live and how that ultimately led them to believing the Bible. So Dean placed a far amount, a a good amount of emphasis on that. Then he started into the scriptures. And by the time Greg actually got up, it it had been a couple hours, like over a long time. Yeah. 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 And to Greg's credit, Greg sat in the chair, didn't say a word. And I, I'm not sure that he listened to every single thing because you, know, you could see no, him looking down and <laughs> he did and, not and chatting with staff a little bit. And he also did admit when he got up there that he learned some stuff. I remember him saying that the problem is just like it seems like every other situation, when someone wants to debunk flat earth, they want to use things that we don't believe like yeah. every single time. That was amazing. We'll talk about that. You know, Dean, when uh, you take all the stuff Dean did at the beginning and just stick with Dean's biblical stuff, he didn't touch one of those. He pulled out Nathan Roberts. And now when you, when you say he, you're talking about Greg Locke. He did I'm not. Talking, yeah, Greg Locke didn't touch, didn't touch one of those. In his rebuttal, he pulled out the, uh, a meme that's been going around. And yeah, it's been going around probably by Globers and some flat earthers that just didn't read it. And, uh, you know, Greg Locke said, you know, do you guys pass this around and don't even read it. That might be true for some flat earthers. There might be some people that like, oh, you know, they read two, two lines and like, yeah, this is good. A hundred Bible verses or whatever it was. But um, he used that. And we all agree that that list is not half that list is complete and total nonsense. And he's debating well, this list. Yeah. So the list was like the 240 plus verses yes. that 40. now it, say, it says say flat earth, but Obviously, they don't all say flat earth, but they do the majority of them, in my opinion, I would say at least 60 percent are appropriate verses on that list that may not say flat earth, but they depict the cosmology that the authors of the Bible had. Right. So an example that Greg brought up was like Daniel had a dream that there was a a large tree that could be seen by the whole earth. Okay, and he's like, this is some guy's dream. This isn't God saying And we agree, like, we're not saying that that is God saying that the earth is flat, but it is a vision that Daniel is having related to his cosmology that if there was a large tree, a large enough tree in the center of the earth, that it could be seen possibly by all the inhabitants because he believes in a flat non-rotating earth under a firmament. Yeah. So the, the point that Dean brought up was like, you're debating the guy who made this list, not me. I didn't bring up one of these. You need to respond to my and he arguments. He wouldn't do it. And he wouldn't do it. Do you want to move on to the, the stuff that he did bring up? Because I have some opinions on that. Or do you have more well, on Dean? A, a couple of things. You know, he, he, I knew, I saw that we turned a really hard uh, left-hand turn when he said that, uh, you know, but he loves the movie Behind the Curve. Okay, so he's watching Netflix that uh, you know a hit piece uh, that was deceptive, and then he says the Earth is rising. You guys believe that the Earth is rising at nine point eight meters per second for gravity, and nobody believes that. And so the the he we're gonna we're gonna go into his uh, press statement in a moment, but he says that we kept interrupting him. But the thing is, Dean was up there quoting the Bible. Everyone was quiet listening, and he was doing a great job. Then Greg got up there and started strawmanning us. And when you you can only strawman somebody so many times, you know, where you're just blatantly lying and misrepresenting that the crowd did yell out, that's not what we believe. 
and he had a problem with that. That's correct. And I would say, you think there were 1,500 people there, 2,000? What do you think there the was number over, was? There was over 2,000. I was thinking 3,000, but then I recounted. There was over 2,000. Okay, so over 2,000 people there. And I would say 60 to 70% were flat earthers, 75%. Somewhere in there, somewhere around that area. In there. So, so we had the majority of the room, and that's, that is a, that's a side effect of flat earthers wanting to support what's happening and the fact that it's hard to find a globe earther who is as staunchly excited about globe earth as maybe a flat earther is for, for it to break through. And so it was, whereas Greg did have people murmuring at, at times, like right directly behind us when Dean would make a comment, uh, we, because we had the majority of the room, it probably did seem a little bit louder and a little bit more obnoxious, except that our people were also responding to the abrasiveness of Greg Locke and the condescending tone at which he was talking. And so the representation, the straw manning of us, you know, when they say you guys believe the earth is rising, I can't keep quiet. You and you, my, uh, me and Austin were sitting front and center. And at one point when he was, you know, just saying stuff that wasn't us, I had to yell out. I had to yell out. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I believe you said, we don't believe that. <laughs> I believe this is what you said. And so, so yeah, good. It was, it was tough sitting through that, not being the person with the microphone in their hand. And I'm sure, you know, Dean was over there jotting down notes, ready to make his rebuttal. And maybe what we should do, we should take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about, we'll talk about the rebuttal and we'll talk about the press statements that Greg Locke put out. And, and what else did you want to comment on? You know, one one other comment when uh, I want to mention that he said is when he started talking about water not being, you know, being flat. And he starts talking about dewdrops and raindrops and waves. And, uh, you know, I always tell flat earthers this, and I learned this the hard way. You can't say water doesn't bend. That is an untrue statement. You have to say large bodies of water at rest lie flat. There's no fixing that. There's no fixing that. There's no misinterpreting that. Large bodies, how large? Anything bigger than a gallon. Don't say a cup because a cup you can overfill. The surface tension on a, a 10 ounce glass of water, you can make it curved. So anything bigger than a gallon, large bodies of water at rest lie flat. Yeah, I think uh, to me, a large body of water is a little bit bigger than a gallon, but, but I agree. Like the smaller you get, the harder it is to make a generic statement. And it is obvious. Yeah, he did. He pulled out a level and showed everyone how there's a bubble inside the and level. The bubble is curved. Right. Therefore, <laughs> we live much. on a spinning ball. Therefore, Therefore we live on a spinning ball. But wait, a bubble is curved. A yes. bubble is, and it's an air bubble. The water lies flat. Amazing. Just so amazing. Yeah. 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 Totally amazing. So, why don't we take a break? We'll come back. We'll talk about Greg's response. We'll talk about the things that Greg brought up that Dean didn't get a chance to respond to. And we'll talk about the amazing press statement put out by Global Vision Bible Church. Amazing. And anything else? Just a reminder, if you guys want to find... What do you got, Dave? No, I was going to say, and we're going to talk about or Dean's, uh, where um, Greg Locke said that uh, they've known it for 2,000 years. Well, that's not true. And we're going to we're going to point you somewhere else. Go ahead. 
Great. Yeah. So we'll take a break. Just a reminder, you guys can find me at Matt Son of a Chris on any social media and you can find Dave at flatearthdave.com. Right. We'll be right back. You want to leave a digital voicemail for us? Head over to theflatearthpodcast.com and click on the blue link that reads, got a question? Send us a message. You can do it from your iPhone or from your computer. First time you do it on your cellular phone, you'll have to download a little app. But after that, you can leave us all kinds of messages. If you want to be anonymous, you can make up a name, make up an email address. We don't care. We just want to hear what you have to say. We'll do our best to play or answer these questions and comments on future episodes right here on the Flat Earth Podcast. Download the SpeakPipe app. And check us out at theflatearthpodcast.com. The Flat Earth Podcast. If you're watching this audio on YouTube right now, and you're not familiar with the world of podcasting, there's a far better way to listen to the Flat Earth Podcast each and every week. Think of it like your TiVo or your DVR is to your television. You subscribe to whatever show that you like. Whenever a new episode comes out, it records it, downloads it, and notifies you that there's a new episode for easy listening anywhere. Another great feature on most podcast players is you could speed up if you want to hear stuff even faster or more importantly it has a jump back and jump forward 30 seconds so you could skip annoying announcements like this we're on itunes stitcher soundcloud and so many more if we're not on your favorite podcast app send us a message and let us know to make sure we will be the flat earth podcast hey dave here You may think I'm super obnoxious and super ugly, and I'm just fine with that. Because the truth is the truth, however, Flat Earth is a truth that I am obsessed with. Yeah, yeah, I do make fallacious arguments about it, but somebody has to pay the bills. Otherwise, my mom will kick me out of her basement. I have to admit, I have a very guilty pleasure. It's that amazing Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock app that Flat Earth Dave has on his website. It's absolutely amazing. The new video search completely destroys what YouTube has tried to do with their algorithm. The image search feature is also awesome as it makes pulling up any topic of images a breeze. I hope Flat Earth Dave doesn't start adding mean memes of me. The new social media and profile section is really bringing people together and I'm wondering if I should get on there so maybe I could meet someone? I'm so tired of staying in this basement playing with myself. Well, I have to admit it looks like Flat Earth is going viral in 2024. I guess I'm going to have to jump ship as me and my boyfriend, Strawman, Dan, have failed in our missions. All right, I guess that's it for now. I'm psyched for a new episode of the Flat Earth Podcast with Flat Earth Dave and his friend, Matt. Help is here. It's taken a long time. It's Flat Earth Sun and Moon Clock App Clock. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. It's going to change the paradigm. Kamala's got it. I like to quote Franklin Rosalie, don't hide from the truth. I need everyone to you get it. The Flat Earth Moon and Sun app, clock app. Get it on your phone. I know we can do this. Hello, listeners. Donald J. Trump here with tremendous news for everybody. This is so good. You know, I love listening to you guys. We got the Air Force. We got the Space Force. And now I'm announcing, I was just joking, and then we said, what a great idea. We're going to have the Flat Earth Force. Flat Earth Force is so important 
tremendous stuff for all mankind. And Dave, I want you, you're going to be heading up the Department of Domeland Security, going to do such a good job. Matt, too, you're going to be there as well. Melania keeps asking, where's Jay? She loves his voice, you know. I say, honey, it's okay. Jay's gone to China. He's in China right now, but he'll be back soon, I'm sure. The Flat Earth Podcast, making America flat again. China is flat too, right? It's flat. I love you guys. Keep it up. Great job. The Flat Earth Man album is out right now. Oh, that's just faking everything that you have ever seen. Do you still believe we went to the moon? Do you still believe what they're telling you? All y'all watching is a puppet show. Yeah, the whole world's a stage. Don't believe in poverty. Ain't no photographs or us. Somebody tell me why. They'll close you. Satellite close, just another one of them, and that's a joke. Don't let them take your mind. Don't let them take your mind, man. Uh uh-uh. uh. There's no such thing as outer space. We made it all up, yeah, space is fake. Oh, I don't want to talk about NASA ever again. The Flat Earth Man album is out now. I always wanted to be an astronaut. Okay, welcome back, Dave. We were discussing the December 2nd shape of the earth debate. Uh, Before we get back into that, though, let's talk about some of the new documentaries and stuff that's out. I'm sure you can find them somewhere on the app, I would suppose. Yeah, there, there's so many new documentaries. It's amazing how many documentaries came out in the last week since we did this podcast. But um, an, a great biblical one is called Heliosaucery by Earthen Vessels. Again, these can all be found on the app on the web button page under Biblical Flat Earth. Well, that one's under Biblical Flat Earth. Um, there's also, there's also uh, since we did this, we, um. Behind, no, not behind, behind the curve. Oops. Uh, level, the, the, the next, not the next level. What's the heck the one movie that I was in? Uh, level with me. There we go. Level with me. Uh, by uh, Sean I thought we were having a King to Come movement there. <laughs> that was a King to Come moment. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what that is, go back to episode one and start there until you find out. There you go. <laughs> um, and then there's just a whole bunch. So check out the, 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 Flat Earth movie section uh, in on the app. And uh, in the last week, the app has also taken a lot of, uh, we've got a lot of upgrades. We have a social media section. Profiles have been uh, kind of turned into like Facebook style. Uh, there's now video search, which is getting better and better. So people, I've constantly people, Dave, where, what's this video? Where's that video? And a lot of them you can find in the frequently asked questions section. But now I just have a video search. So if you just remember anything, remember the video, of the of the guys on the space station that I was telling I was showing them a shot from the space station and saying where's the land and the guys were trying to defend it the Globers and then we flipped it over and showed it was just uh, filmed from our front yard. Oh yeah. Well, 
let's say you're looking for that one and you could just remember like it was uh the guy's name was cheeks it was joey and cheeks just type in cheeks in the search engine it'll come right up the, the clip the whole video will come up or uh neo human eve which is somebody this guy put out four amazing videos since our last podcast and just type in neo human and watch those four videos they're four excellent short videos uh about flat earth so Back to yeah, the, the, the search function is pretty amazing. And we used it to find the time that we went on Paul and the Plane show and <laughs> kept score on how many times we could either say DITRH, Woke Town, or Mark Sargent. It was without, without telling just, we, had, we had different point scores. And then we, we uh, were on Paul's show and we didn't tell him we were playing this game. So, Mark, so Matt and I are just constantly doing this. And, uh, I, I rewatched some of it the other day. It is still the funniest podcast I've ever done. Uh, and if yeah. you look for it, just go on the app and search Paul on the plane. It'll come right up. Number one. Yeah, you should see the scoreboard on the thumbnail. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yes. Um, we had mentioned, oh, I guess in relation to the app, I saw you doing some in-person technical support uh, while we were at the, oh, at the debate. Yeah, so the... the uh, just, I just want to say death to all Android users. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm summoning death upon all of you and all of your devices. All right, so we can just live in a world of Apple iPhones. That would be great. But um, there's a bunch of, you know, every time I add something, there's little bugs. So, you know, you know, this works, then that doesn't work. We're, we're literally as the recording of this podcast about to upload another update, which should remove those bugs. So, thank you for everybody for being patient. Um, as I add more features, uh, the app just gets more and more complicated as far as programming, and we're gonna working out all those bugs. So, it's uh, you would say that that's atypical for you to do in person tech support, right? Like you don't typically do that. I, well, when I go to an event, if someone's having an issue, I'm, <laughs> I'm gladly happy to help help them. But uh, it was a little heavy this time, and uh, it was good though because. I only have seven Android phones and three iPhones to test, you know. So I'm, you should see me sitting on my couch with uh, all of these phones going. And it's, it's so difficult for my ADD brain to keep track of which one did what. And each one you has look like, what? you look like Jason, Jason Bourne or something. How many passports do you have? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, but uh, we're, it's getting, it's getting to the point where it's going to be flawless and we're about to get really big because I got a big podcast coming out. I was on the Jack Vale show. Did you hear about that? I did. Yeah. What a cool guy. Yeah, great guy. And you know what's funny is I was thinking about going to this debate in uh, Tennessee. I'm like, God, oh, do I really want to, you know, pack, you know, go go there? And while I'm deciding whether I want to do it, I probably was going to do it anyway. I get an email from Jack Vale introducing himself. He's like, Hey, I want you to do you know in studio. We'll fly you down to Tennessee. I'm like, Wait, where? And he's like, You know, Nashville. And uh, I call him up. I go, December first. He's yeah, that works. I'm like, done. So he flew me down, did a three hour in studio podcast. That's coming out uh, this Monday, whatever that date is. So today is uh, the, so the Monday, I don't know, 12th or 13th, something like that. Yeah. Awesome. So we also heard that Tim Greer and others are looking for flat earth pastors to help spread this information too. And I think that's probably a great idea with the exposure that this debate got. There'll probably be a lot of pastors with questions. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of pastors that that before this debate were interested. And I always tell people, you know, when they want to talk to their pastor, you can't go, hey, hey, watch Helio Saucery. It's a two hour video. The, the, it's hard to get somebody to watch a two hour video if they're not completely obsessed with the topic. So my favorite short 
pastor video is called Dear Pastor by who's that by? Yeah, I think it, I think it's by Matt Long. <laughs> Matt Long, that's right. And that is on the the top of the biblical playlist inside of the app on the web button page. And I just checked that out. It's a seven minute pitch by Matt talking about you know a pastor's point of view, looking at the Bible and him offering his assistance to help um, lead the pastor towards making a uh, educated decision on the, on you know what these biblical verses mean. So I think uh, pastors and pilots, uh, 2024 is going to be the year of pastors and pilots. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think the only bad thing about that video is it still talks about woke town on there, which might give you a <laughs> you bad know, taste. One of my favorite mugs, just because of the size and weight and the way it holds, it's uh, the, the way, you know, just a great quality tea mug. It says woke on it. <laughs> when woke yeah. was cool. Woke is cool. Yeah. yeah, once Trump came out and said, you know what woke means, right? It means you're a loser. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, I can't throw this mug at it. It's so big and nice and it's good, but um, I never I never use it on a podcast, though. Well, and I assume if I had left my channel name as Woke Town, they wouldn't have taken it down. They would have left it up. Maybe. <laughs> so, part of my pain, part of my pain is getting all my stuff onto the new channel, at Matt, son of Chris. But anyways, let's get back to the debate. Okay. Do you want to discuss anything before I go into the couple of verses that Pastor Locke brought up? He brought, well, I talked about the bubble. That was ridiculous. The, the droplets of water. That was ridiculous. Uh, the rising yeah, of the earth. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he went through the, the 240 verses. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't, you know, he's very animated. He'd be great if he had a multi-level marketing product and did some infomercials for two o'clock in the morning. He'd be amazing. I'd buy, I'd buy, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. He really does bring the energy. Uh, for sure. It, you know, some people are accusing him of being on, uh, on, on some substance or something. I don't, I don't know if that's the case. I think he's just, I don't know. He's possessed by some spirit. I don't know what spirit that is. Yeah. You know, I, I would love to leave the door open for him to, you know, invite me back and, and talk flat earth with him. Obviously that's, that's kind of a joke, you know, but you know, he, he made some changes early in his career and some stuff that he admitted he was wrong on. I do think with the hard stance that he's made here that I don't know that it'll be possible to, to change his mind. There's some people that are, that are thinking that he has made a deal and is doing this on purpose and it's all planned and he's refusing. I kind of lean towards, um, I don't think there's as many shills paid shills as, as people think. I think they're more of possessed where they get this, uh, seed this this spirit this evil spirit that may guide them in what they're doing and give them uh you know his church is pretty gigantic and uh you know maybe these are the rewards of um you know not following the true god well and this is something that my wife and i've talked about a lot in that people literally get an anointing on, on their life in a certain area and God uses that, and he wakes a lot of people up in a certain area, which Pastor Locke did wake a lot of people up during the Fauci era. And people were coming to his church because he left it open. He wasn't requiring math, and he was a patriot, in my opinion, in that era. But I, I believe he's missing it here, and it's unfortunate, but that happens a lot. I think I think people get anointing in their lives in certain areas, and I think the key is to not— 
burn bridges in the other areas, right? Like, for example, the pastor that, of the church that we go to in Texas, Troy Brewer, phenomenal, saves more people, more boys and girls from sex trafficking than anyone else in the world, in my opinion, and feeds more people in our era, in our area than any other pastor, but he doesn't get the cosmology. Now, I'm not going to, I don't take offense by it because he's not abrasive about it, right? He knows right. flat earth is out there, but he doesn't, he doesn't take it to the pulpit. He doesn't call him stupid. He doesn't say, leave my church if that's what you believe. No, he just kind of like rises above that conversation and concentrates on the stuff that he feels unanointed by. And, and in that way, he's not getting in the way, right? Like if people are being saved by flat earth, which I believe they are, atheists are coming to Christ through flat earth. And Greg Locke is going to stand in the way of that. Now, Greg Locke applauded every time there was a testimony of someone finding Christ through flat earth. He clapped from his chair. But then he also mocked it and is now going to keep a lot of people from looking into flat earth, which if you're a non-Christian, flat earth can save you. If you're a Christian, it can bring you closer to God. Like, so he could be robbing people of a, of a closer relationship he, to God. And I, I just think it's dangerous. He's also pushing people because uh, Pastor Dean had a church service at the last minute church service at the hotel the next day. 250 plus people were there. And um, there and all through the weekend, people came up to me and said, hey, Dave, you know, I'm not a Bible Jesus Christian, but I know I, I used to be, but I, I, you know, some of them used to be, but I left. I, I just, I had a falling out and I'm kind of lost and I, I don't know. And we had a great heart to heart conversation about, you know, how this world is created, how we're at the center of creation, how, how there is a God. And it brought them, it brought a lot of joy to those people I was talking to. I don't talk to people about my relationship with the creator because it's really a personal thing for me, but somebody like that, I'm happy to just, just share everything. But when a, you know, when a Christian, well, I think, good. I was going to say, I think it's because they're coming from a similar place that you came from. And when that, that's the case, you feel comfortable and feel like you could mentor this person. And, and that's why I speak from the place that I speak from, because when I was in my twenties, I didn't believe the Bible because of the heliocentric ever expanding universe and the fact that all these scientists said it was proven and how this place came here without the help of an all-loving all-powerful creator i come from that angle and i teach on that angle because it's where i came from i came from a place where i didn't think you could trust the bible then i did the research on the reliability of the scriptures now i teach on it and so for you coming from the background that you came from maybe you don't feel comfortable just like throwing jesus loves you on someone but you can speak from a place that you came from where you are and where you're headed and I am I am very confident in where I am, where my relationship with the creator is and my interpretation of, of how how that all works. I have no fear that I'm going to hell, <laughs> although many Globers tell me that all the time, especially since I'm talking, <laughs> you know, right. I'm telling them about flat earth. That's a, by the way, that's right. the, goal, the new thing is you're a child abuser if you teach your kid flat earth. That's that's their new meme they're going after. So in response to that, we all need to talk to more children about flat Earth. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it's everything's the opposite. OK, yeah. so I want to get into the, the couple points that that Greg Locke brought up. OK, yeah. the, the two main ones. And to start this, this next couple verses 
is, so this is from Psalm 103, and it's verse 11 and 12. And if you guys have watched Greg Locke prior to the bait, this was the one verse that he was saying he had. No one really knew what he was going to bring. And this is it. Verse 11, it says, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is the mercy for them that fear him. Verse 12 then says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. So in verse 11, For as heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy. He's saying that because he's a globe earther and they have infinite space, their mercy is infinite. But a flat earther, because there's a firmament, our mercy has a cap on it. Therefore, Earth's a globe. Interesting. Interesting. Which, which verse was it where um, he rolled, God rolls back the the heavens, the scrolls back, rolls back to heaven like a scroll? Um, that's probably in Matthew 24, Revelation. So that's one that uh, Dean brought up. And the story, the um, you know, in the Bible, it says Jesus can come back and all men on earth will see him. And flat mm-hmm. earthers say, how could that be if we're a ball? And right in lockstep, Greg comes out with, we all have technology and we'll see them on our smartphones, which was yes. hysterical. Um, yes. And, and in addition, you know, something that's interesting about this verse is it says, for as high as heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy. Well, I like to think of it as like God is sitting directly above the North Pole in the sides of the North, as the Bible says. And what's amazing is like the closer you get to God in say a cross section of the flat earth model, the closer you get to God, the greater that mercy is because the higher the heaven is above the earth. So I think it's, I think it's still a great illustration. And then the next verse, as far as the East is from the West, Greg Locke assumed that on the flat earth model, this would not work that if you were to head east, you would eventually go off the edge. Or if you were to head west, you would eventually go off the edge. But no, in fact, the flat earth model in the northern hemisphere is exactly like the northern hemisphere of the globe model, where you can continue in the east and come back around in the same in the same place without having to turn around and go west. So it was like the one verse that he was basing his entire claim on is something that works on both. Yeah, that, that was amazing. I was... Um hoping for the opportunity to address that with him, but that, that certainly didn't happen. Yeah. yeah So the, the idea of God being above the North star and seeing all the earth, I still have a little bit of a problem with that because the earth is so big. It's hard to see, you know, from you, you you can't see the North star from, from uh, Australia because it's so far away and it merges into the horizon due to perspective. But if God scrolls back the firmament, that means he can be higher. He could be the most high and, uh, and then, then have a perfect view. You know, the sky is what limits our view. The sky is the limit. So if he scrolls back the sky, then the view will be amazing for everybody. Is that where the mm-hmm. most high comes from? He's the most high. I th- I think it's probably uh, you know poetic, but it could also be very literal as well. Okay. I mean, he's because there were multiple gods, and you know, in the Old Testament, he was known as the most high God uh, because all these other nations had multiple gods, and so people who didn't know the name of God could refer to him as the most high God. Okay. 
or or if someone was to go evangelize into one of these cultures that had many gods, they could refer to the God of the Bible as the most high God. And he, in fact, is the most high God because he is the highest. Okay, there you go. Yeah. You know, I I I tend to think of God standing on the firmament on his sea of glass, as it depicts in Revelation, you know, with the emerald rainbow around his throne, which is the northern lights, which was a great part that was of the amazing. presentation that he made. I, th- I got chills during that part. And I don't think God is in water. OK, I don't think God is swimming around. I think the waters above cover the entire firmament, except for the small little portion that God is standing on. Kind of like a bubble. Um, he's in He's in the yeah. bubble. Yes, d- directly above the North Pole. And so I don't know what that does as far as vision goes. You know, maybe you'll be able to see a little better. Um, I'm not sure. I'd, I'd love to build a model of it. But um, something I've, I'm conceptually working on in my brain. But what I want to get to is the the verses that basically ended the debate. And it had to do with Dean Odell's book, which is like clay under the seal. And if you guys are familiar with Job 38, uh, verse 14, it says, it is turned as clay to the seal. And I'm reading in the King James. And they stand as a garment. And what Greg Locke was trying to do was to prove that this verse was not referring to the earth, but in fact, the sunrise. And I think he thought if he could disprove the title of Dean Odell's book, basically the whole the whole conversation was null. So what's interesting is I'll start in verse 12 and it says, has thou commanded the morning since thy days and caused the day spring, otherwise known as the sunrise, to know its know his place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth that the wicked might be shaken out of it. It is turned as clay to the seal and they stand as a garment. And what Greg Locke was saying is that in verse 14, when it says it is turned as clay, it's referring to the sunrise in verse 12. The only problem is there's another noun that was mentioned after that in verse 13, which is the earth. And so Greg Locke, once once the rebuttal stopped and they basically just had started having a conversation and, and yelling at each other, Greg Locke asked if Dean Odell thought that it in verse 14 was ref- not referring to the sunrise. And Dean said, yeah, I don't believe that. And at that point, out. Greg Locke said, turn his mic off, get out. And Dean tried to speak on the mic. He saw that it didn't work. So he tossed it over to Greg and Greg swatted it out of the air, which I thought was just a really awesome ending it was very like ufc <laughs> it was it was an amazing ending and not and and not 10 minutes later matt long makes the greatest meme video meme ever of neil degrasse tyson going this is gravity and then he cuts to the microphone swat to the ground it was beautiful and then i i actually it was a, it was a very quick turnaround yeah so the the meme, memes rule the world. It's amazing, because uh, you know, we're memes all rule the world. Memes change the world. And you know, one other comment I have on this verse is, you know, it says, and it takes shape like clay under the seal. But if you read the NIV, the NIV says the earth takes shape like clay under the seal. It's quite obvious that the it in fourteen is referring to the earth, which was just referred to in verse thirteen. Not skipping a verse and going back to the sunrise in verse twelve. So. Another uh, NIV thing, doesn't get a lot right, but they got that right. Another thing that he uh, that Greg said was that um, 
we've known the earth has uh, been a globe for 2000 years. I think he was referring to Aristosthenes, which there's a whole section on Aristosthenes was wrong and didn't exist um, in the app. But there's a new movie. That's another movie that I didn't mention. It's in the, the movie section on the app, and it's called The Mechanical Realm by the makers of, um, I keep trying to say behind the curve, beyond, beyond the curve, God, I can, I, I'm, um, it's called The Mechanical Realm, and it's about the Antikythera mechanism and how that actually is a working model of the flat earth uh, from an ancient computer that, according to history, should not exist so right it shouldn't exist you know and in, in jesus's time jesus literally said to the pharisees saying you understand the face of the sky and the face of the earth but you do not understand the time in which you live basically saying like you guys understand how this whole place works you navigate by the stars you you can predict celestial phenomena using things like the antikythera device like an astrolabe right and yet they didn't understand the urgency and the time in which they live. So even Jesus agreed that the cosmology of the time was the correct cosmology. And Jesus, by the way, according to John 1, Hebrews 1, and Colossians 1, is the creator. So I think he would know what he's talking about. And, and the, the maker of that, Victor Drazi, was uh, also made flatten the curve, which is a bunch of military pilots and military people uh, blowing the whistle on how their weapon systems and their aircraft absolutely prove the earth is a flat non-rotating plane so you know, well, he, I, I need i need i need to watch that because greg Locke did bring that up yeah and so if greg had watched the mechanical realm and flatten the curve both which can be found right on the top of the list in the flat earth documentary section of the app um watch those and if he watched those there may not have been a debate he might have just said you know what i need to have a sit down with you guys and and learn some things but that didn't well, i'm glad he didn't watch i'm glad he didn't watch them because we wouldn't have anything to talk about and it was so much fun I think the common denominator is if he had the app, he would be a flat earther, right? Take the two-week challenge. I think his son has the app. The son, who he quoted, couldn't preach to an outhouse. That was when that was I realized brutal. that was really a horrible thing to say. And then, of course, I could he, never he said he said he would not let his 20-year-old son pastor an outhouse. Is and is that because his son is a flat earther? That's what I've heard, but I don't know that to be true. I had also heard that he fired his head of security who was a flat earther. That is true. He found out his head of security was at the Friday night meetup and he fired him right on the spot right there during the, you know, at the end of the debate. Wow. Sounds like a man in panic mode to me. And, uh, you know, he said some very mean things that really, Matt, it really affected me. And, and I've been trying to shake it. You know, I'm just kind of over it today, but you know, it, I agree. Pastor, like, Think a pastor, yeah. big pastor with leading that many people being that horribly mean to people and un unduly so. You know, you know, you saw my Mark Sargent video that I made. I had to make it. Um, and, you know, he's 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 criticizing Mark Sargent for moving, buying a house with his mother because she had cancer and his sister wasn't able to take care of her. Right. That is the most Christian thing I could think of. And he made fun of that. And it, it really, it really upset me. I told Mark, well, I and that's what I I showed, hold on. I showed Mark the video. And he's like, wow, that's really good. I said, Mark, I don't know why that upset me so much. I don't even like you that much. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, and that's why I try to not say too much because I don't know what's happening in the background with Greg Locke. I don't know what his intentions truly are, but I do agree. It was like going to a fight. Like it was two alphas right in each other's face, not backing down. So from that aspect, it was very exciting to watch, but the ending was something that just left me, like you said, just like, emotionally spiritually a little bit disturbed a little bit uneasy for a pastor to take those positions and ultimately write this statement which i'm about to uh, read which is inherently false and i think I'll, i'll just read through this you're welcome to stop me or just let me go through the whole thing but anyone who's there will understand that this statement is um overly dramatic okay inherently false and um like you can't even say this is metaphor because it it wouldn't have it wouldn't connect to what actually happened so um this is a statement from greg Locke and his church on the december 2nd this says it all this says it all go ahead okay the december 2nd flat earth debate between pastor dean odal flat earth and host Pastor Greg Locke, Spherical Earth, came to an abrupt end after four long hours when Locke decided Odell and his followers, who were the large majority of attendees, had not come in good faith, but were there only to attack, intimidate, and provoke Locke and others who were there for a peaceful debate based on the Bible. Locke opened the evening in the spirit of unity and reconciliation and delivered clear instructions to the crowd to remain civil and loving, but Odell wasted no time to angrily threaten a walkout after Locke levied his first line of questioning. All right, stop. Odell, okay. So I don't think Dean only said that once near the very end. He's like, we can end this now or something like that. It was right near the end, unless I'm remembering remembering that wrong. I think there might have been something a little bit sooner before Dean gave his presentation saying something like, if this is the attitude, like, I, it's not what I showed up for. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was hardly a threat. That was just like, hey, let's get back on track. All right, go ahead. Yes. Odell repeated this statement. Oh, excuse me. Odell repeated this threat every time Locke challenged him on a point of fact. But Locke continued showing great restraint, even <laughs> I'm having trouble not laughing already, Miss. Great restraint, even while Odell delivered his opening presentation by stating the false premise that the Bible was not in any way a book of metaphors, but had to be taken literally at all times, which is false. He did not say the Bible had to be taken literally at all times. Odell then went on to deliver a two-hour filibuster wrought with pseudoscience, fallacies, and gross misrepresentations of Scripture. <laughs> there, oh, there's more. Locke and his minority crowd remained quiet and civil throughout Odell's very long monologue and even applauded along with Locke when, when appropriate, never once disturbing Odell. Locke then followed with his very brief biblical repre- biz- excuse me biblical presentation, but Odell's crowd repeatedly interrupted Locke with heckling and disruptive outbursts. All right, hold on. Which the 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 outburst the outburst was because he was lying. He was saying stuff about us that we believe, quoting the you know Nathan Roberts uh, you know things that we don't believe. Just it's called strawmanning when you have a solid argument. You base it on facts. You don't have to lie 
and misrepresent. And that's what he was doing. And that's why the crowd um, tried to steer him away from that. All right, go ahead. Correct. When Locke concluded his opening presentation, Odell retorted with more combative language and continued bullying posture while denying the Bible truth Locke had presented, which further incited his crowd to outbursts that put the security team on high alert. Locke eventually decided he had seen enough and told Odell to leave. When Odell responded by throwing his microphone at Locke, it was clear that he had gotten exactly what he came for. All right, stop. Did he throw it or did he realize it was off? He did an underhand lob toss. Kind of just think of the arc of a SpaceX rocket. It's just a yes, nice you can, parabolic parabolic uh, toss. Yes. yes. The only difference is that it wasn't full of helium, so it didn't float, right? It yes. came back yes. a lot sooner. Uh, it was a baby toss. Like, yes, Odell tried to talk into the microphone. He saw that it didn't work. And like anyone would do, would be kind of upset and probably not want to walk over and hand it to Greg. So he tossed it to him very yeah. gently. He could which have dropped it, which would have been worse. Yeah, at which point Greg swatted it out of the air. That was amazing. <laughs> what would have been really if what if Locke would have like gotten hit and like done like a soccer fall? You know, <laughs> like oh, you hurt me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. All right, moving on. The Global Vision Bible Church security team, headed up by a flat earther did an admirable job of keeping the peace while Odell's flatter supporters erupted with anger and took over the floor. No. Nope. What does that mean? No one took over. <laughs> we left. We, we got That's up. Right. Everybody. And we walked out. You were the only yeah. one who tried to storm the stage to shake his hand. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. I rushed the stage. You rushed the stage to shake his hand. Try to and say bye. Where did all those guys come out that were ready to go in Kandahar? You know, they looked like they were ready to go into Afghanistan. Yeah, they looked legit. All black jackets, crazy. I think they were there the whole time, but spread out. And then seeing them all together. Yeah, that was uh, a little shocking. It was a bit, was a bit shocking. Yeah. Several of Odell's supporters had to be restrained for rushing towards Locke while yelling profanities. And many more screamed and raged at the small number of Global Vision members in attendance. Okay, so um, nobody had to be restrained. The person who had to be restrained was someone from Locke's church who was trying to assault Nathan Thompson. Do you remember that? I didn't see that. Did you? Okay, so someone was like just yelling at Nathan Thompson. Nathan Thompson got it on video. This guy like yelling and trying to incite something. I'm not going to guess, but anyways, not a single person had to be restrained for rushing the stage. Uh, the visitors continued raging in the parking lot as some defiantly smoked marijuana in the parking lot. Probably, um, probably his son. Other people were speculating <laughs> Greg's son. In the outhouse, right? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Don't know. I don't um, know who, who was, if, if anybody was. But, but the reason people were in the parking lot is because they left the auditorium. They left the tent. And they were milling around, talking to each other, going, wow, that's amazing, and waiting for their friends. That's all that was going on. Yeah. Where are we going, right? Yeah. Okay. One enraged visitor rammed three cars as he sped away, further necessitating police involvement. I, I didn't hear about that. I didn't see that either, but maybe it was one of their, maybe it was one of their church people that did that. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I mean, if, if a car accident happened because somebody was, uh, you know, driving – 
fast. It, that, that could happen. Don't know if it's true. I didn't see it. But ramming three cars on your way out? Yeah, I don't think is, so. That ramming. Sounds- that's a ramming. That w- We would have all heard that. Yes. And we were there a while. Like, it, it would have happened well, you know, after we left in our Tesla, which was super I, quiet. And, and I tried and to offer a flyer and a sticker to one of the cops, and he went and wanted nothing with it. <laughs> nothing of it. He did not want a flat earth of biblical flyer. Which, by the way, we were riding a Tesla, and I think I just need to um, caveat that the one of the buddies we were with, JT Peoples, had, had rented it. And so we were riding around in it. And it has amazing features, but we decided, like, why can't you put these amazing features in a gas vehicle, right? Like, why do they have to just be in the Tesla? True. Um, yeah. All right. So continue on. Sadly, despite four very difficult hours, the actual debate never happened. For this and for the bad faith behavior of Odell and his flatter supporters, Global Vision Bible Church and Lock Media have decided to remove the event from all platform archives, huh? Kind of like they deleted the uh, the the moon landing footage and telemetry data, right? Why would they do that? That's so weird. <laughs> weird. Well, if you deleted, good thing it never like happened, right? Good thing, um, like ten people were streaming this thing and, and filming it. Yeah, there's clean copies <laughs> of their feed uh, that are going around, and and people are uploading it. So I'm actually going to add a button on the more resources page that's going to have all of the Greg Locke um, interviews and everything about the debate. It's going to be a whole separate section that you can find on the app. Great. So it continues on. We will not help them promote their deceptive fairy tales and conspiracy theories as we consider them to be doctrines of demons. The truth is clear. The Bible never claims that the earth is flat. Now he now he said that a number of times, and I think he's actually what he's trying to stick behind is that you are correct. There is not a single verse that says word for word the earth is flat. But just like any other doctrine or theology, you have to take a collection of verses. You have to see what the entire Bible teaches, and it's quite obvious that it teaches a still flat. Okay, flat basically not a ball right like obviously there's valleys and mountains level topographical non-rotating plane yes yes and so to me if you were to take this statement and study it you could literally find all the places that global vision is guilty of doing something wrong everything they accuse the flat earth community of doing they did amazing you know maybe Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can see in here that may be kind of accurate is how he said we were heckling, though we weren't, it wouldn't, it wasn't heckling. It was basically standing up in areas that he was outright lying. Correct. Right. Heckling is the wrong word. Yep. Um, And to say that, good. I was just saying, like you and I talked about, there is no straw manning the globe, right? Because people know what the globe is. The problem with flat earth is not everyone knows exactly what we believe. So people get a long way by accusing us of being dumb, using examples that we don't actually believe in. It's called a straw man argument. It's hard to do that with the globe. You can't say, well, you know, 
Globe believers are dumb because there's no magic unicorn that goes from Mars to Venus every year and make people think that that's what Globers believe, right? So it's tough. And, and, and the tough part is our everyday experience is one of a flat, non-rotating Earth. Like we don't see curvature. We don't experience motion. Let, yet we're supposed to convince people that we live on a flat, non-rotating Earth. And we're supposed to do it in a way that breaks their programming. It, it's it's tough. 100%. Uh, let me uh let me play a little uh, a clip of uh of uh what they said about who, you know, he called him a he called Dean a non biblical he called him non biblical or whatever. Here's a quick clip. Um uh, 30 seconds. I gave you the Bible and I gave you the Bible. I gave more Bible than you did for a fact right there. Right. Oh really? Uh, I was at the event and I wrote down every single scripture referenced by Pastor Dean Odell and it came to 41 and then I referenced every scripture uh, that Pastor Law uh, spoke about and it was only six. This is called gravity. So 41 to 6. 41 to 6, and uh, his 6 were questionable at best. Yeah. Yeah, we, we discussed most of them. Wow. I'm, I'm almost speechless reading that statement. Like, it's it's shockingly... Fake. False, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wow. amazing. Um but, you know, the good thing is a lot of people saw this. There's still uh, big channels that are reviewing it, going over it, and there's going to be a lot of questions. So, Matt, you've got your work cut out for you because you are the guy that is uh, out there to help pastors along, and there's a lot of pastors asking questions. So any pastor that's listening to this, uh, you can reach Matt at – what do we reach Matt at? Yeah, if you're a pastor and you want to talk about it or you want me to come to your congregation or you want me to come sit down, just reach out to Matt – at stillrock.org. Okay. And if you can, I mean, you can obviously message me on, on any social media platform that messaging is available. I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, Telegram. I'm on Twitter. And I'm at Matt, son of Chris on, on all those things. But if you want to shoot me an email, Matt at stillrock.org. And man, I would love to talk to talk to you about it. And for those of you that have the app, if you hit the biblical section, the top video there is called Dear Pastor by Matt, which we mentioned earlier. And uh, it's a great seven minutes, I think, that will uh, make you want to have this conversation with Matt or at least somebody. Yeah, and I believe that that video does have outdated contact info on there. So, Okay. Yeah. Well, Dave, what else? Um. I don't know. I mean, that we, we kind of do stuff the whole podcast talking about the the biblical uh, discussion event of the of the year for sure. I think uh, we're at a huge turning point in flat Earth. I think the momentum is unstoppable. Uh, there's so many children's books coming out. I'm speaking actually to four uh, high school classes again next month, and that's going to be uh, amazing because these kids are asking more and more questions. I'm getting on bigger and bigger podcasts. Other people are doing uh, the same. The TikTok community is waking up tons of people. We have great people like Caleb. And uh, for those of you listening, 
the this is going to come out just before the flat earth uh true earth mount maru summit which if you can't make it to something like matt and i were just at something in person the best is uh, an online two-day summit put on by jaron from jaronism and austin wits it from wits it gets it uh they have amazing speakers at health freedom uh there's going to be Dr. Andy Kaufman, David Avocado Wolf, Amanda Vollmer, and then we have uh, tons of flatter stuff. Jay Tolan Media is going to be speaking. I'm on the panel there. Austin Whitson has a great presentation, and it's a two-day, Friday and Saturday. Uh, what's the date? December 8th and 9th, and there's a link. You can find all the information at flatearthdave.com. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a giant banner, and I highly recommend it. When you sign up, uh, I think the tickets are like $50 for a general admission and half of your ticket price goes to the presenter of your choice. So you can pick, they figured out a way, you know, because in the Matt, in the truth freedom movement, all the work you've done, you've been highly compensated for it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so they found a way to bring people together, have an uh, amazing time and, and they can also support the people that are doing the presentations. So I highly recommend that. Uh, check it out. I'll be there. It's Friday and Saturday. And if you if like, hey, I, I can't make it this part, you can listen to it forever. So you can listen to it again and again and again if you miss something. But uh, that's what I have my weekend slated out for Friday and Saturday. Uh, listening, listening to this, I think it starts Friday in the afternoon and then it starts Saturday, I, I think around noon Eastern or something like that, maybe a little later. And then it goes kind of late night. And uh, then we have the big question and answer panel. So I highly recommend people check it out, flatearthdave.com. You can find all my contact information there. You can book me there for a show. Uh, send me memes that you think should be on the app in the photo section. And uh, if you any suggestions, questions, uh, you can reach me there. And also the link to the summit is there. And I'll also, Matt, be speaking at Anarchapoco this year in Mexico, which is the 10th year, huge uh, freedom conference. And again, um, there's at least six speakers there in plus myself, plus the Jeff Berwick, who is the, 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 the creator of it, you know, the, the organizer, all flat earthers, flat earthers are taken over. It's over. The wow. Globe, wow. The globe you, finished. you need to get me in that one. So yeah, yeah uh, Dave, thanks for letting us know where we can find you. You can find me at Matt, son of Chris, on all my social media. I've got The House That Jesus Built, the book that I wrote. It's on Amazon. And I don't know, Dave, should we do more of these? We should. Well, let's do one, uh, you know, in uh, uncounted number of weeks in the future. Let's do it in 2024. What do you say? That's right around the corner, Matt. Absolutely. Definitely. Right. We're definitely going to do one in 2024. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining, man. It was, it's been so much fun. We will talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. See you, everybody. Everyone has told these lies when they go to school. But I don't go back to the ball. Anyone who doesn't look again must love the rulers. Accounts for space and time. 